Welcome to episode 186. In the beginning was the Word, and... The Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Spending time in the Word of God is the best way to spend time with God. Welcome to No Doubt, No Fear, Only Believe podcast, where we will encourage, inspire, and empower you to live your best life in Christ. Here's Greg. Welcome to episode 186, Grace to You and Peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I am continuing on the Endued with Power. This is going longer than you probably wish, but there's a lot to say on this. And I think because one of the areas where the church is, I think, missing the boat, we just need to dig in a little deeper. We need to get that shovel full of dirt and dig it out. Let's get this thing cleared out. Let's get it as best we can understand it. And then we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to just open our eyes and open our understanding because you and I both know I make a horrible Holy Spirit. I am not here to tell you this is exactly how you should understand this. This is what the Bible says, and by God, this is how you should do it. No, what my job is, is to get you to go into the same word, into the same bread of life that I'm going into. And I'm giving you scriptures that open up my understanding, but God is God. God can put you onto a different path, but I think it's going to come to the same conclusion that we need God's power. We can't do this in our own power. We can't defeat Satan in our own strength, in our own effort. And I want to go back because it's been a minute since I've talked about the angel in Revelation 10. And it starts in 10.1. I, I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was on his head. His face was like the sun and his feet like pillars of fire. He had a little book open in his hand and he set his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. Now, I've already talked about this angel, so I'm not going to talk about him again. But it's one of those pictures of God's truth that God knows exactly who this angel is. You and I don't know who this angel is, but this angel is massive. This angel has got one foot on the sea, he's got one foot on the land, and he's wearing a rainbow for a hat and clouds for a jacket. I mean, this guy is massive. And when you see this angel, I need you to think about how massive or how big Satan used to be. I don't know what he looks like now. I think he's just a little punk. But I I just need you to understand that in the spirit realm, you and I can't take Satan on without Jesus. And he, Satan won't take us on in the spirit realm. And we've talked about this many times, but Satan wants to pull you and I, and he's doing a wonderful job into the physical realm. He wants us to use our five senses. He wants us to get fearful. He wants us to doubt the word of God, his modus operandi. And I know I use that a lot. I like the word. His way of doing things is to steal, kill, and destroy But he uses fear, he uses deception, he uses lies, he uses hate. Those are all of his tools. But I think one of the biggest tools is his deception. And if he can get you and I deceived, and I think that's where we're at in the body of Christ, when I hear this apostolic period, this is my belief system. I don't think that all the power went away with the apostles. Now, I think maybe what happened is the church maybe went away from the apostolic teachings and they got distracted. You know, the church was being persecuted. And, you know, I don't know, I wasn't there, but I think the whole time 
that the Holy Spirit was trying to coax people into doing things and, and being baptized in this spirit. And maybe they, you know, because they didn't write out the Bible, you know, they weren't writing letters like Paul and Peter and James. You know, it, we don't have that biblical base where it's actually the written word of God. But this, the Bible is given to us to help us with our walk here and to build our faith. And we don't need to add to the Bible. We don't need something written 300 years after Jesus was ascended to the right hand of the Father. We don't need something written in 2021 from me trying to be adding to the Bible. We don't need any of that. What we need to do is we need to get into the Word of God, and we need to let the Word of God get in us, and we need to start taking authority and control over our enemy. And our enemy is not flesh and blood. And we go to Ephesians 6.12. Do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And so those are our four. If we're talking about Satan's team or Satan's side, it is principalities, it's powers, it's rulers of the darkness, and it's spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So these are the four entities that we're fighting. We're not fighting flesh and blood. We are fighting things that we cannot see, but by faith, if we read the Bible and we believe the Bible, then we know that they're there because the Bible wouldn't say that they're there if they're not there. So this is not a make-believe book. This is the truth. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. We are not fighting Satan in the physical realm. We are bringing Satan to the spirit realm and then we sick the Holy Spirit on him. He don't want nothing to do with the name of Jesus, and he don't want nothing to do with the endued with power. And that's why I want to full circle back to this endued with power. Once you have been plugged into the power source, and then you humbly go before God and you submit yourself to God, and this is in Romans 12, 1, where Paul says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, present yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable which is your reasonable service. Every day I present myself to God a living sacrifice. I crawl up on the altar and I present myself to God to be used. And then I think that kicks in James 4, 6 or 7, and I don't know, I'm not going to go to it, but it says where it says, submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil and he'll flee. So once I have submitted myself, once I crawl up on God's altar, I submit myself, now I can resist the devil. And then we're going to go to you eleven twelve, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. We are to get aggressive against the evil that's in this world. We are to get aggressive against, we are to bring the kingdom of God into this world, and we are to take it by force. It's supposed to be forceful action, and one of the things we do is I want to go back to my extension cord analogy and my drill. I've plugged my drill up to the extension cord, and now there's power running through it. Now I can use this drill to drill that hole that I needed in that 2 by 4 So now I got the proper tools, I got the proper power, and I can make something happen down here. And that's what I want you to see, that we command the power. The power is running through us. We have to, faith, command the power to come forth. It has got to be voice activated. Death and life's in the power of the tongue. So whenever I have prayed for somebody, and this is just a personal preference, 
because I see myself as this extension cord. There's a couple of things that's going on in my pea brain. One, if I see the extension cord and that power just laying there, I lay hands on the other person to allow in my mind, I've got to picture everything, to allow that power to go from my hand to their body. The scriptural reference is in Mark. We're going to start in Mark 16, 14, because I just want you to see that Jesus wasn't always just touchy-feely. In fact, he got on to his disciples. This is how he corrected his disciples. He said later, it says later, he appeared to the 11 as they sat at the table and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And they, if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now, I just want you to picture that. I'm using that they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I've got to picture everything, but I also understand that there was a centurion that's told Jesus, hey, all you got to do is speak the word and it'll happen. And Jesus said, hey, that is great faith. That's what great faith looks like, is you just speak the word. And this is what I do when somebody tells me somebody's in the hospital or somebody's sick or somebody needs prayer. I don't have to run over there and lay my hands on them because I can't physically do that. I speak the word and I know the Holy Spirit is there. And so I command that power to come forth. And we're going to talk about in the next episode about flipping the light switch, about when I say commanding the power, that I'm not meaning that I'm making God do anything. God has already done everything he's going to do. Jesus took those stripes, and we're going to go to Isaiah 53, 4. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And we're going to finish up in First Peter 3.22, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Now, we've talked about this multiple times, but Peter was looking backwards. Peter saw the crucifixion with his own eyes, his physical eyes, saw Jesus die on the cross. And he points to the sin was put on Jesus and nailed to the cross, and, and he saw the stripes that Jesus took. So by his stripes, we were healed. It is a done deal. It's a past tense where Peter is looking backwards. And then if you look at Isaiah, he said, we are healed. Isaiah was looking to the future, and that is an important distinction. They're looking at the exact same thing, and you've got to see this by faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, but you've got to be able to look with your spiritual eyes, and you have to see that Isaiah was looking into the future. Jesus had not been born yet. He's looking at this event, and he's seeing it with his spiritual eyes, and the Holy Spirit is showing it to him, 
and he's writing down what he's seeing, and by his stripes we are healed. It hasn't happened yet, or it's present tense. We're, we're healed by his stripes. Peter said we were healed. It's a done deal. This is an important distinction. So we've got to know that Jesus died for our sin. That's salvation. And in the next episode, I'm going to take it to the next step, and I'm going to show you what Jesus kind of pointed out. What's going on, I think, in some churches right now is that we're we're just using part of God's atonement. And I think we just need the full thing. We need to we need to bring it all, the whole power of the Holy Spirit. Why would we hold it back? Why would we keep anything from God's people? I think we need to pull it all out. We need to let go of anything that's hindering us. We need to let go and we need to let God be God. We need to quit trying to be God. We need to quit trying to build our own kingdom. And we need to start building God's kingdom. And the way we do this, and I've talked about the Jesus pattern, Jesus taught in their synagogues, he preached the gospel, and he healed all manner of sickness and disease. Jesus taught, he preached, and he healed. And that's what we need to do, and that's what I'm saying. And I didn't say it. Jesus told his disciples, and if you abide in his word, you are a disciple. You need to be endued with power. And I'm going to stop there. God, I thank you so much for your word. Holy Spirit, thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us. And I pray in Jesus' name that you would just open up your word to to me and to this listener and that you would let us know exactly what you want us to do. God, you are not the God of confusion. You are the God of truth. And I pray in Jesus' name that your truth will come forth out of your word and out of my mouth. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We love you. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for being a part of this, and I look forward to visiting with you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the No Doubt, No Fear, Only Believe podcast at www.nodoubtonlybelieve.com.